This is Mark again with another 30 and 30 interview. Today I have Dr. Michael Wu, the chief analytic scientist at Lithium. Afternoon, Michael. How are you doing? I'm doing very good. How about you? I'm fine. I hope you're at home in Emeryville. You still are you still in town? Yes, I am currently in Emeryville right now. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, traveling is horrendous right now on the East Coast. It's horrible here. Yeah, I think I will get, start getting into the, some of the pretty heavy travel pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. You've been speaking a lot. I mean, you're you're at the forefront of the gamification movement, not just in the United States, but around the world. Uh, for for people that don't know, Michael, can you give us the, the quick briefing? What is gamification as we're talking about this now? So gamification, like I would like to define it, is basically the use of uh, game attributes to drive... Uh, game-like player behavior in a non-game context. So there's basically three things, right? So the first thing is that you use something called a game attribute. And these, what are these game attributes? Uh, some of them, you know, most of the practitioners of gamification would say that they are game dynamics, game mechanics, like, you know, appointments dynamic. These, these are, there's a hundreds of these game mechanics and game dynamics that's created by, you know, essentially game designers to make the game kind of engaging. But is actually not limited to just game mechanics and game dynamic. Game attribute includes, uh, you know, incentive, includes, you know, even narrative, even stories. You know, the story of the game actually uh, makes people want to play the game more. Some people actually play the game uh, because they want to see how the story unfolds. You know, so that's, uh, you know, a very simple mechanism to get people to play more, right? So, so basically, Game attribute is anything that a game designer can use to make the game more engaging. Great. Okay, now, so that's we're talking about games, though, in the context not of uh, Call of Duty. We're talking about gaming in the workplace, right? Uh, yes, that's what gamification is, right? So remember, gamification is the use of these game attributes to drive player-like, you know, uh, you know, behavior in a non-game context. So it's not in the context of a game, right? So it's not going to be in the context of Call of Duty or even Angry Bird or, or Farmville or, or casual games like that. Okay, so it's the best kind of gamification are, you know, you use these game attributes in such a subtle way that you actually don't know that you're playing a game. Nice. You and, you and I have talked briefly in the past about how some of this stuff might be applied to an office suite, like you could have gamification going in Excel or Word. Um, have you thought about that anymore and, and how that would play out? Sure, definitely. I mean, I think gamification, you know, the key, you know, the, the most important thing about gamification that, you sh that everyone should know is that it's all about, like, modifying behavior. Okay, so, you know, think about this. Games are really, really good at getting us to play them. Right to continue to engage when you you know when you play a game what do you do you lots of things happen you engage you interacting with people if you play with people you you learning how to play the game you you learn and you um, you uh, compete you you also collaborate you know you may you may have a, a group a team you know that you play against another team so there's lots of things happening in the game right but these behavior are typically very difficult to drive in a non game. Like kind of situation, like say at work or even a school, or you know, so so the gamif gamification is really can we use this game element in 
a non-game context at like for example at work right to make us want you know like want to work and be more motivated about work and make work much more effective much more productive right so in terms of how do you gamify a software right so basically you know a software you know a suite such as Microsoft Office or any CRM type of software, just business software, they generally are pretty complicated. Right? So the onboarding process is usually pretty long and it takes a long time for people to learn all the feature, all the functions and use it correctly. Not only have to use it correctly, you know, to use it optimally, right? So if you gamify uh, people to use this software to explore the features and functions, then they will learn the software better and use it better and use more optimally. Yeah, yeah, I can get that. That's good. That's good. One of the things that you did a lot of work on last year um, that I really liked a lot was your work with Facebook and your measurement of what was true engagement. Um, are you still working in that direction? Well, I'm doing a lot of... Um, most of my work is focused around uh, data and analytics, so mm -hmm. there's no shortage of that. So I, the Facebook engagement measurement is is one uh, little project that I did to understand how people engage on Facebook fan pages, and yeah, that's uh, somewhat on the back burner now. Is I'm not focusing on that, but is the the insight that we discover uh, have definitely helped us shape our product, and you know to you know in a way. That to make our product more engaging, right? How do we make our community platform more engaging than you know how people engage on the Facebook fan page? Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you're not working on that, which direction are you going now? Anything specific you can talk about? Uh, well, um, yeah. So I mean, there's a few things. So I would say that you know most of these are focused on analytics and data, and I think one. Uh, I know one thing that I could say that you know we established a lithium labs which uh, focuses on you know prototyping a lot of you know the more innovative uh, cutting edge uh, algorithm out there and then and then eventually build it into our product all right so one of the things that we're very excited about is uh, you know obviously influencer identification but also um, intent extraction and you know understanding of the conversation so one uh, one of the challenge of a lot of the analytics product is that very it's very difficult for people to kind of understand data you know when you see a number when you're presenting a, a, a number that characterize that you know suggests some kind of results right say if I say your brand sentiment is 50% um, what does that actually mean? Is that good? Is that bad? People don't have the proper context to understand that number. Right. So that's one of the major challenge of um, you know social media and social data in general. You know, and in fact, big data in general, right? So uh, one of the the project that I'm working on right now is to how do you make these data more interpretable and understandable and digestible to people, um, so that people could get an understanding right away. Okay, and then the other thing, another project that I'm focusing on right now is quantifying ROI uh, of a lot of these social um, interactions. So a lot of people, I mean, th this is kind of the holy grail of social. Sure it is, yeah. Everybody wants ROI, but I have to say that, you know, social doesn't have a, an ROI, okay? It doesn't have one ROI. 
because social has many, many effects and there's many different mechanisms to lead to RI. Right, so there's, you know, there's, uh, you know, simply by word of mouth, you know, there's a RI from, uh, from the marketing perspective. There's also RI from cost saving from customer service perspective. There's also, you know, um, like brand branding uh, of, of the imaging of the brand. And so there, there's many, many different RI, right? So there's, there's, I, I would say that there's not a RI. Most people, when they when they talk about RI, they focus on one mechanism of RI. So you know, basically, my approach is to identify all the different mechanisms that could generate RI, and then and then we estimate it one kind of one at one one at a time. It seems to me that what what that describes is pretty much you're going to take KPIs or business objectives and align them with specific aspects of the campaign. Exactly. I mean, basically, uh, that is sort of the you know the the goal, right? <laughs> we wanted to understand how a particular you know. So there, okay. So let me back up a little bit. So there's lots of data that we can get we can get from social media. We could get um, retweets, shares, repins, or whatever you want, right? Just like mentions and all that. We could get lots and lots of data. But how does all that translate to any business KPI? Yes, yes. Right. So and you may, it may have effect on multiple business KPI, not just one, right? So the goal is to characterize all these relationships between all these different variables. So we understand how each one of these social media metrics translates to all the different uh, KPI that business owners, business uh, executives care about. So are you guys building that into the Lithium platform now, or is this something outside of the platform? Uh, it's going to be part of the platform, but it's we try to build it in a more modular way. So it potentially, um, you know, could be a separate module. I mean, I think in terms of coding, in terms of writing the code, it's, it's going to be a separate code, but it's, it's how, we, how tightly it's going to integrate with the data source, which is our platform. So, uh, Michael, if we're looking at competition in the marketplace, then doesn't that put you head to head with Radiant Six and people like that? If you're going to make an external module, um, I don't think so because so Radiant Six is purely a listening platform. So listening, you know, uh -huh. is, I think I think that's absolutely essential for a company to, you know, when when they don't know what they're doing, they don't understand their customer, they don't know to understand their their audience. The first step is always to listen, right? But then after you listen, what do you do, right? What do you do after that? Once you understand like, oh, all of my uh, customers, like 80% of my customer love like product A, but you know, 70% of them don't like product B. And most of them are complaining about, you know, this particular feature of product B. What are you going to do about that, right? What can you do to change their sentiment and perceptions of your product and services. So we go a step beyond just listening. So we actually engage both. We provide a two mechanism of engagement. So we have the listening social web, which essentially en enable agents to within the company to engage with their uh, audience or their customers. But, and we also have a community platform, of course, and that allows peer to engage with each other. 
right? So that's that's where uh, I will focus a lot of my analytics effort on is to focus on actionable analytics, analytics that tell people what to do, rather than just purely for info, you know, informative purpose, right? Okay, I know this information, but what am I going to do about it? You mm-hmm. know. No, that's fascinating because now I, I've been watching the transformation over the last year, year and a half, Michael, where everybody was jumping in the social media lifeboat, but it was just floating around with no purpose. And there, there's an analogy for you. But right now it seems that we're making a transformation now, a transition into, okay, now that we've got this thing going, how are we going to measure the effectiveness of it? Yes, the platform is running, but what are we going to do with the data that we have? Yeah, precisely. I think that's a lot. That's you know summarizes a lot of the challenges that um, you know is facing. I think every part of the organization, you know, marketers, VP of support, even you know CEOs, they don't know what to do with the data. And even if they have the data, you know, they don't know what to do with it. Even if they find out how, what to do with it, they can't do it at scale because social is so big. You know, so. Um, yeah. So basically, I think this is one of our marketing campaign right now is called uh, "Get Serious About Social." You know, basically, uh, there are lots of lots of things that we do in social. It's it's great. You know, we, it's great that you have a, a million fan. You know, uh, and, a, and a million uh, million mention. But what does it actually mean to you know your KPI? What does it do to your uh, revenue? Your uh, your sales or your market awareness? Your brand perception? All that stuff. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. Uh, Michael, thanks for talking again. Always good to talk to you. Um, I'm going to be in San Francisco in uh, early March for SP TechCon, so I'd love to get together while we're there and then continue this discussion. Great. Excellent. I love to uh, chat. Great. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you.